Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Evan Jimenez. Boston has been cooling down lately with temperatures on Tuesday remaining in the mid to low 60s. Temperatures Wednesday are expected to jump to a high of 75 degrees. The rest of the week is looking fairly cool, excluding a very warm Thursday, with temperatures hanging in the high 50s and low 60s. Now we'll move on to the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On September 14th, two members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. One of them was a student, while the other was an employee. On average, BU's lab took 20.6 hours to process each test, which is the shortest processing time in over a week. In total, 95 members of the BU community have tested positive this fall. Of those members, 12 are currently in isolation and 63 have recovered. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on Boston University's contact tracing system. Boston University released flowcharts explaining their contract tracing system in a BU Today article on Monday. The charts describe the actions taken by the university for both students and faculty. For students, if someone close to them tests positive for the virus, the university would contact those who the positive student identifies as close contacts. All of close contacts' badges will change from green to orange, meaning they aren't allowed to move around campus. Students with orange badges will receive daily messages on Healthway to check on their well-being. Students who themselves have tested positive will have red badges on the Healthway portal. On-campus students will then be moved into quarantine housing on campus and will be tested every three to four days. If students do not test positive, they will still remain in their quarantine housing for the full 14 days. If they do test positive, students will then be moved into isolation housing. Off-campus students will be instructed to remain in their residence for 14 days. Healthway will work with these students to schedule a COVID test at the Health Services Annex. Students will be informed of the next steps based on their test results. Faculty will follow the same procedures as students living off campus. The university stressed that identities will not be revealed when reaching out to close contacts unless students choose for their information to be shared with a professor when testing positive. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christina Malhorn for WTBU News. Thanks, Christina. Joining us now is Amanda Schneider with an update on coronavirus testing rules at Massachusetts colleges. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker said that he is reviewing the protocols regarding COVID-19 testing and tracing at colleges and universities across the state. The announcement follows a recent outbreak of cases at Boston College, which is linked to an off-campus gathering that involved many student-athletes. Baker said on Tuesday that he plans on re-engaging with colleges on their testing, tracing, isolation, and quarantine policies, and that he has been working with the Broad Institute and COVID-19 Command Center to create a platform for contact tracing. Last week, 13 members of the Boston College swimming and diving team tested positive for COVID-19, and students are criticizing the school's lack of transparency regarding testing and positive cases. According to WGBH, one student who shares a bathroom with three students who tested positive for COVID-19 was not notified by the school. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. Thanks, Amanda. And now we'll head over to Stephanie Joseph for a story on the South Dakota Attorney General. South Dakota Attorney General Jason Ravensborg announced that he hit and killed a pedestrian with his car last weekend in a two-page statement late Monday. 
Ravensborg initially believed that he struck a deer while driving home on Highway 14 from a Republican fundraiser at around 10.30 p.m. on Saturday. He said that he called 911 after the accident and a Hyde County Sheriff arrived at the scene. Ravensborg said that the two assessed the damage and could not find anything besides car fragments sprawled across the road. The two did not suspect that he had hit a person. Ravensborg ended up using Sheriff Mike Volick's vehicle to get home that night. As he was returning it on Sunday, Ravensborg said that he stopped by the site of the accident with his chief of staff and found a dead man where he thought the deer would be. That man was 55-year-old Joseph Bover, who had crashed his truck into a hay bale earlier that Saturday. Ravensborg closed his statement by extending his deepest condolences to the Bover family. The crash remains under investigation by the South Dakota Highway Patrol and North Dakota Bureau of Criminal Investigation. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Stephanie Joseph for WTBU News. Thanks, Stephanie. Next, a story regarding a new possible treatment for the coronavirus from May Claire Sabin. Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh have recently isolated biomolecule, which has proven extremely effective in the treatment of coronavirus. The antibody component is 10 times smaller than the antibodies currently used to treat COVID-19. Now, the team of scientists has streamlined the biomolecule into a drug known as AB8. The drug has proven to be highly effective in treating COVID-19 in numerous trials conducted on mice and hamsters. John Mellers, chief of the Division of Infectious Diseases at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, reports the treatment is useful in preventing the transmission of coronavirus as well as being an effective treatment. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm May Claire Sabin for WTBU News. Thanks, May Claire. Finally, an update from Giselle Mehta about the return of dolphins to Hong Kong. Large numbers of a rare Chinese species of humpback dolphins have returned to the waters of Hong Kong within weeks of halted water activity due to COVID-19. Sightings of the Indo-Pacific white dolphins have increased in the region by nearly 30% since water traffic was suspended in March. These dolphins are native to the Pearl River estuary, but typically avoid the waters of Hong Kong due to human and man-made activity. In a statement to The Guardian, Dr. Lindsay Portman, the University of St. Andrews researcher who first recognized the dolphin's return, said that she sometimes feels that her team is studying the slow demise of the species, but seeing the dolphins playing again in the water gives her hope. The Chinese dolphins are endangered due to marine entertainment parks and a significant prevalence of dolphin hunting in Japan and China. In Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, I'm Giselle Matha for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Alex Corey, Hannah Yoshinaga, and Lily Kepner, I'm Evan Jimenez reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.